All right, I am live at the Red House with my friend Kyle Cottle. Thanks for coming over. It's good to be here. So, what you up to, man? Well, um, today I'm sitting in a red chair in the Red House, and that's feeling good. Um, I've been in this room quite a few times recording lately, so it's been it's been good as well, man. This is true. So, let's talk about your recording project. We're right in the right in the middle of it. We've laid down a lot of songs, uh, at least the ground, the foundation of a lot of songs. So, I guess what, I, I mean, I, I think, we, obviously we've already talked about this once or twice, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit on what was the inspiration to, to, to get this going at this stage, at this point in your life? For sure. Um, so, I, I mean, I've been writing songs for, for many years now, and uh, sometimes I'd write those for other people, sometimes um, for bands that I was in and that kind of thing. And um, I have a family and, and work and things like that. So um, so obviously um, a lot of songs I did for a little while, I just kind of took, took a step back as far as recording and performing, but was still writing a ton. And so I had just been accumulating so much material over the past uh, few years. And I, I mean, I guess for like for many people, uh, the pandemic happened <laughs> and for Did all it. of us, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of showed up there and affected a few of us a little bit. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I think that gave uh, a lot of us that just the, um, maybe the opportunity, if you want to use that word, just to look into ourselves and, and ask questions about what am I doing or what should I be doing? What am I creating? Um, and I just, I, I really realized that's something I want to do and, and create more and, and put out some more material figuring out how and, and what to do is, is a little different. But, um, and I think some of that was like, you know, when I reached out to you was just like, Hey, let's put some of this stuff down. We kind of talked a little bit about the, the concept I know, and, um, kind of your approach to, to some of your recordings and stuff. And it's very song centered and I liked, and, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've, we've, at least from what we've scratched out and got started as far as tracks, it feels like um, there's a lot of different directions the project could go, but I think it's starting like as we've put down, I don't how many have we put down now? Has it been like 15 maybe yeah, or something say, like that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously some of those are just going to be, you know, they'll fall to the cutting room floor, I guess, but, but others will, will, will emerge and, and be completed and kind of shape up to be hopefully a nice full length. So what about the, you said song forward and that's different, I guess, than other approaches. Uh, oh yeah, it's like so like your uh, approach to to recording or whatever. I mean, even yours. Like, just what does it mean for you? Like, I guess I take it from you saying that that for you, this is more about being a songwriter than it is about putting together a rock album, putting together a, a soundscape. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we could talk a little bit about like songwriting process. And I, I heard you the other day talk some about about yours. Uh, and it's really interesting. Sometimes I will start with words and I have all these notes on my phone and I, I, I'll like start with a phrase sometimes and maybe it'll just sit there forever. Maybe I'll come back to it and say, Oh, you know what? What if I did this? Or I could do a voice memo. Sometimes that's just singing acapella in the car or something that something comes to mind. Sometimes it's on a walk or hike or something. Um, but yeah, just shaping up and then, um, but I, I obviously like I usually, I really do hear a soundscape, but, um, and, and I'm, you know, but, but it is very song forward in that I, I, I want to convey at least a moment. And I mean, I think that's what, 
what good poetry does is it like conveys this little slice of something that happens in the world. And, and I think that's what songs do as well, uh, obviously put to, to music. And so um, I, I hope that I've captured a lot of small moments like that. But I, I think, you know, speaking of the, like a song forward approach, I mean, I think that means really trying to capture that moment. And um, I've been, you know, um, in the rock bands before where, you know, you, you come up with a riff and then you add to that, you know, and you keep building music by music chunk and then the lyrics are the last thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you get everything in place and then it's just filler. And, and sometimes great songs emerge that way. But but I've really kind of worked together and I, I feel like the kind of the 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 words and the music in some ways they kind of shape one another and so I don't try to feel too attached to any specific word in the whole as long as I'm getting that idea across and so I'm I'm always editing if you will you've been uh you've you've you play different instruments you've been a bass player you've been a probably guitar player or something or else yeah um have you always been in 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 your musical uh, whatever in your musical life, have you always been writing songs as well? Actually, I think when I was like in, in middle school or something, I started playing saxophone. And mm. Yeah, this, that was that was my first foray into 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 musicality, and uh, I liked it. Okay, the part I liked about it was just being in my room by myself and playing. Once you put the music in front of me and the pressure of like trying to compete for first chair and all that stuff, it just, it was terrible. And middle school is a terrible time anyway. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. But that was just where I would just melt down, you know, having to try out for my seat. But uh, playing alone was fine. And then later I had some friends say, hey, we started a band. We need a bass player. So anybody can do that, you know, <laughs> you don't need a lot of skill, you know. No offense you, to you, you bass got players four, out there. Yeah, four <laughs> strings. Here you go. Uh, you may only need two of those strings at first, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they handed me that, and then, well, I, I just imagine that they handed me this bass. But no, actually, I, I started with this. Um, I traded my saxophone in with my mom, and we traded my saxophone in. This was in Columbia, South Carolina. And traded that saxophone in and got a, I think it was a Squire 2P bass, black, with a maple neck. That was my first uh, bass. And, and then right after I started playing with the guys, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be our singer and I don't even know if they've ever heard me sing. Mm. So that was writing songs from then on, you know. And there, I, was, I, I don't want to see or hear those songs. Thankfully, we didn't record those. But over the years, you know, kept playing more. And actually did, I, I got it about four years later. So I, I was, think I was like, it was in high school when I got uh, a bass when I first started that. And then somehow time after high school is when I bought an acoustic guitar and started learning that way. And so a lot of times I would write uh, acoustically, even starting with rock bands and then, but, uh, always be playing bass in the bands. So, and, and singing, which is a little, little different than, than some, most bands, but not unheard of either. So what time period, these songs that you and I are recording now sure. for your new record, kind of, uh, how far, like, I guess I want to connect the time difference sure. between when you're in middle school <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And now, like, did you write all that time? Did you take a break from all that? Sure. Um, so actually this album is really, it's all my middle school songs and it's just reinvented. It's <laughs> uh, they're very emotional and, and introspective and really saxophone searching. heavy. Yeah. Too. Saxophone yeah. heavy. There is a couple solos. I was really listening to some spring steen at the time and it was, you know, Clarence, um, big inspiration right um in all seriousness though um yeah i I would approach very different now i mean most of the songs we're recording i've definitely written within the last two years 
or at least finished within the, that last time. And some even recent. I mean, I've brought some. I think some since we began this project. Um, I've, I've brought new songs to the table and I think they'll actually kind of shape up, uh, where it's going and kind of given some direction, um, as, as far as that goes. But I don't yeah. know that. So you're in that band writing songs for that. And I guess, was there, were all that time in between then and now where you're like, now you're, sure. you're behind yeah. your own name. Yeah. Were you involved in a bunch of different musical yeah, projects? Yeah, so I was like, I, I had, um, this one band it had like some of the same guy. Some of it was the same guys that I first started playing music with in high school when we were like college age or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we started playing together. Uh, some guys went on to do more uh, lucrative things in life, and but some of us stuck together for a few years at least. Released uh, an album, toured on that. Um, you know, the funny thing at the time, and I can't, I've, I've been trying to research this online because this was like early two thousands, so. Um, this is like pre, uh, before stuff's like everywhere, you know, it's, our CDs are probably in some goodwill somewhere now, mm. but you know, uh, we got a good review, a favorable review in punk planet. And I thought that was the best thing ever. And, but I didn't save a copy of course. Um, but it, it's true. I promise. <laughs> and, but, but yeah, so, and then there's guys as things do that, you know, we went on tour, you know, we toured, um, as far north as North Dakota, far south as Texas and, you know, all around. So I got to see a lot of things and that was great. Um, but then that sum- summer I got home from tour and I got married and, and so, but then, it, I mean, it really stopped my music, but I didn't, I definitely toured a lot less then and lost some members, kind of reformed that. And then, then I went to UNCG and when I did, I just got so immersed in my studies that I really didn't do a lot of music for a little while. And uh, got out and wanted to play again. My my brother Caleb, uh, he he was starting to play then and write his own songs. He's a little bit younger than me, and I just came along and said, "I'll give you a little bit of uh, help. I'll play bass with you." And so I think he was playing under his own name at the time. But then we started some band called the Lowlands together, and played with him to that and then we had some some other members that probably wanted to push that band in a more rock direction and and I, th- I think Caleb was still wanted to push in a more songwriter type direction and so we continued playing together and but he did like a solo album and then that became Caleb caught on the bayonets and then that became the bayonets and so then he went solo again down yeah. the road but we did quite a few albums together I think we did um, one, two, probably, probably like four. Yeah. Four albums, I believe we did together. And, and I, I would say even during that time, like I, I was really helping with arrangements and musicality in the songs. Some of the recordings at that time, I, I was doing electric guitar on, uh, some rhythm and, and, and bass, of course, and then writing maybe a quarter or, you know, one out of four, one out of five songs, something like that, contributing that to the to the band, but, but definitely more of a ranger in that role. And then, mm-hmm. um, but, but since then, you know, I, I released an EP in 2016 and, uh, recorded that with, uh, Jeff Crawford in, in Chapel Hill. I uh, had some really good players on that. Um, re- really enjoyed that, but then just, you know, had some, had some things going on in life and kind of walked away from it a little bit for a little while, but, um, still writing and still playing still, that's still a passion, but now I'm trying to share it with more people. Yeah. What's it like? I mean, is it hard to, is your music identity, like the part of you that wants to be creative and all that stuff, um, 
I guess it's a it's cool now that I mean you don't have to you don't have to travel and tour and all that stuff mm-hmm. to be a successful musician necessarily. But yeah, that I mean I guess we're all aware that that thing about when you have this other part of your life when you have professional responsibilities and family responsibilities sometimes it's hard to maintain those while trying to be creative has that been the case for you oh absolutely I mean I guess it's a struggle I I think like it's a success if to even play or write that song or record that song in a way is kind of a a success at that point which is really funny because like you know and 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 any musician you're like we want to make it you know once you realize you love music and that's what you want to do um you want to make it whatever that is it's like and every step you get towards that it's always like oh we got to do more it's got to be bigger it's got to got to you know that kind of thing um and i i think i realize you know like it's more about making it me making the music than making it as mm. success and so like for me to deny uh myself like just the joy of writing and creating music um, is really that would be to like to harm myself in a way, you know, like uh, if it's, if, if creativity is something you love, then you have to do it or it's going to end up, you're not, it's it's not going to end up well for you. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I've I've had to shift, I guess exactly like how to, how creativity manifests and it can do it a lot of ways. I mean, of course I have plenty of ways in my life, whether it's like house plants or, (laughs) you know, gardening or cooking or whatever that, you know, that, that you can manifest creativity. Um, but again, like if your main passion or whatever is music, then that that still needs to attention and Mm -hmm. it needs to happen. So, so I, I think it's definitely a shift. Like, you know, when that, can't be or maybe it could be but just trying to find more room for that in my life and and I think I have and I find that a success in a way yeah I say sometimes that I think uh with my experience with sort of uh when I walked away from mm-hmm. it for a while or whatever yeah it's like I say sometimes that the art and creativity whatever joy that you can derive from them and however good it can feel to do all that that's equally how bad it can feel to not do it for some reason, uh, yeah. to, to be neutral about your own creativity. Mm-hmm. It's like a gnawing, it's like a gnawing thing. It feels bad. Yeah. I, like, so I have noticed like just that it's kind of, kind of this cyclical thing in life. So if I step away from music long enough, then I either get like down or depressed or something. And I need, had this need to create it. Was, was there anything like that for you that, you stepped away that kind of is like something's you called it a gnaw, I guess, but was there something that made you take that direction to write that next song or do that next thing? <laughs> yeah. I, in, in so many words, I mean, my, I was just watching myself become something else. And like, I, I knew that something was wrong and I didn't know exactly how to uh, correct it because for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I stopped being creative or whatever. I stopped making music for a time out of just like being bored with it or something. It was, you know, I felt really nihilistic and really defeated and stuff in areas of my life. And so that was almost like a punishment was like, I can't, I can't create things because you know, whatever, fuck it. I don't know how to say it other than that. Well, I can't create things cause I'm too fixated on how bad everything is or something. And 
that's weird because my life was pretty stable at the time. Mm -hmm. I had a job that I liked okay and everything. It wasn't like my life was terrible, but I was watching myself away from that just become this more bitter and less uh, a person with less of a clear direction. So, yeah, it, it bothered me real bad. And that's what I mean. It's like whatever, it, it was an equal amount, whatever that thing is that I feel positively when I am being creative and kind of leaning into my own potential, I feel in the total opposite direction when I'm like denying myself that responsibility of, of trying to pursue my own positive potential. And, and, and to me, that kind of like brings out, there's a difference between creating something and then sharing what you create. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's like a big struggle. I think for, for a lot of artists and, and, and creatives, but I can't, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I can, you know, dream all day about how I imagine things and, you know, and it, like just live in my own little worlds that I create in my head. But then like, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a legit, like, like fear, like to actually share something with people. How's it going to be received? Are they going to mm-hmm. like it? Are they going to get as much value out of it as I put in it? That kind of thing. And so, I mean, I, th- I think that's, that's why a lot of people, that's kind of the easier, easier thing to do is just to quit creating or to walk away. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people do that. I mean, I probably did, um, at times and, um, rather than to share. And then, I mean, the craziest thing that I like keep seeing is like, so I share something and then people connect with it and, you know, and it's like, Oh, why, why did I hold, hold this back when, when they, they, it's something, it's like a gift someone needed to be, to receive, you know? Um, so I, I think that, that inspires me, you know, things like that when they, when people do connect with, with something I share. Yeah, man, it is there's something about sharing it. There's something about it being visible that seems necessary to the whole thing. And that's something I don't really fully grasp or understand. Like, why is it that it's visibility, you know, matters so much, but it does, it makes a huge difference whether you share it with people or not. Yeah. I don't know if it's something in certain people that they just like, I know this guy, he's he, an older man, great carpenter creates these beautiful wood turn bowls and stuff. And like, he just has his basement workshop just full of these things. And I'm like, he'll give them as gifts occasionally, but he does nothing to celebrate it. He, you know, kind of passes it off. Oh, it's nothing. But I mean, it's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, I can never do that, Mm. you know? Um, And I don't know, maybe certain people's personality, they want to share more than others. I don't know. Um, But I feel like we always want to get noticed for something that we bring to the world, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's just, I just wonder how we do that, you know? How we do. So do you mean how we, like, does that mean like putting a, a podcast out there in the world so that everyone can hear it or anyone can, um, mm-hmm. you know, or does that mean, you know, I just share it with a few friends around me. Like, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know those kind of things. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, all I know is, or all I suspect, all I notice in myself is that that creative thing seems to want to connect with people that desire to create and be an artist seems to want to connect with other people and when I'm not trying to do that it's it's worse than trying to do it and it not being as successful as it hypothetically could be yeah I I've heard this this guy um I think his name's James Hillman but he he talks about what is trying to come into the world through me you know so it's it's almost as if there's like this this energy if you will that that needs to be needs to go somewhere right and so uh as a songwriter, I mean, what songs are trying to come into the world? I mean, obviously they wouldn't, it's cause I, I mean, and it, this kind of goes back to their writing, but like, I mean, 
where do songs come from? You know, sometimes the ones, the easiest songs to write took you the longest to get to the point where you could even write them, mm. <laughs> you know, and, and, and some of them I work on just for years before, and then I st- I'm like attached to it, but it never gets finished, you know? Um, but it's just weird how that, how that works. It's like s- certain things just want to want to happen. And so just kind of letting yourself, um, be faithful to that, to let it happen through you. But so where do you think songs come from? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously like experience, inspiration, imagination, those kind of things, but I don't know. Like I really, it, it's strange. Like a line or a melody comes to you and it's like, well, how, I mean, it's not like you, I, I know some people who are super disciplined songwriters that are like, you know, I'm going to write five songs a day. They see it as that's so their kind of discipline. It's never really worked that way for me. I don't know if it has worked that way for you. No. Um, it still does require me to sit down, but usually like it's, it's just some, I'm either thinking about th- something like I have a couple of songs on this, hopefully that will release as singles before, uh, the full, the full length project, but it really has started around these characters. And, you know, I just thought about this person and, you know, um, what would it be like to be them? And then just kind of a song came out of that. And so it was more just kind of like, um, that was more of an imaginative kind of thing. Sometimes other songs would just come out of some feeling I have. Mm. I wouldn't say they come out of thin air though. I mean, they they definitely seem, it's what we put in. I I feel like um, that's how they come to you. I get confused about about it. Um, Because if I think of it as just like, if I dim, if I dismiss it too much as just like a normal thing that it's just like uh don't glorify it it's just creativity it's mm-hmm. just writing words or whatever you know then it loses something for me cuz I think it is more significant than than just that I don't think it's just a craft I don't or like I don't think it's just something to be cast aside like mm-hmm. it's a it's the most normal thing in the world cuz some people look at it and say, I just can't do that. And I don't understand how to do that. Mm-hmm. I have also heard, you know, I guess when you entertain something like that, and I think you'll know what I mean, but a lot, sometimes you can fill that mystery with a lot of answers mm-hmm. like that. It's ordained by God or that mm-hmm. it's like the, you know, like the universe has the intent Mm-hmm. that you are a successful and wealthy musician or different things like this. And it's like those, those attaching those conclusions to this mystery of creativity mm-hmm. and of songwriting, I think can be a bit slippery. That made, that made me think though, like I, I've, I've exactly thought that like people will come to you. I don't know how you could write a song. And these people, they may be good musicians or this. I don't know how you could do that. And, but my thought to that is like, I don't know how you could not do that, mm. you know? And, and I think that's like, like if you are, like if you do write songs, I mean, it's just like, you couldn't do, do it. I mean, you can't not do it. I mean, you could, you know, you could try to quit for three years or whatever and, you know, be mopey and, and that kind of thing. But it's going to come out eventually. Like once you're wired, if you're wired for that, so... Um, I just feel like it's, it's more of a, like an identity or some, a calling in a way, if you will. But, but yeah, I, I've always, when people say, I don't know how you could do that. I'm like, I don't want to say it's not hard, but like, it's like, no, it's, it, you just kind of do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can write a bad song very quickly. You know? <laughs> sure. I, I know, but, but you know, but the ones, the ones that are truly good, I mean, how much control do you have over if they're truly good or not? I mean. 
control. I don't yeah. suppose control no. would be. No, yeah. you, I, it's it's not. It's not. I mean, you, there's things you can do to improve, but but really, um, those things, you know, you just try to try to ride them out if those good ideas come to you. I guess. I think you can have certain standards and stuff, and you can try to understand your voice and your craft as deeply as you can. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, some, it's like, I guess some artists or some, some, the abstract or hypothetical idea of the, of an artist comes to mind. That's like somebody who's writing songs that they don't love. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't, you don't have to write the song that you don't love. You could, you can, whatever your standard is of what you think makes a great song, you can like aim for yeah. that and yeah. try to write that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I mean, there are some people who, I don't know, they just, some people who they dance and they don't, that's how they express mm-hmm. themselves in yeah. their passion mm-hmm. rather than with words and with sound. Some people write scripts or poems or whatever, but they don't have music. Some people do journalism. You know, I can understand people not connecting to every aspect of what it is to write a song, mm-hmm. but I think it gets a little, I think. I guess what I'm saying is that some songwriters, I think, uh, give into the notion that it's extremely spiritual, mm-hmm. and some people minimize it down to something superficial. And like, I don't like mechanical, mechanical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't. I think I try to fall somewhere in between those two things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have the mechanics down, but you know that alone. I don't. You know, what's the lasting power of something? You know, I feel like the, the, the really, really good stuff is it, it lasts in some kind of way. But yeah, I admire, I admire people who don't write the songs, but have that gift of like being able to like interpret a song. So they'll cover songs, but like do it in a beautiful way and make the song even better, you know? Um, and some people are really good in that way. Like knowing, knowing which song to choose. Okay. That's something that relates to me. I can sing that and express um, kind of what that song means. And sometimes it even elevates the, the original expression of that song because it, it's something that really connects with them. So, yeah. uh, that, that's never really been my kind of way of doing things, but, but, but I do admire people that can do that. What, what is it that you can look at some of the songs you've written and be like, these are some of the, the favorite things that, what are some of the, the traits that you enjoy yeah, about your songs? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like, I, I kind of feel like in some ways my songs kind of fall into kind of two categories. Sometimes the song, uh, the songs have both. Um, and just very broadly, I mean, I think they're either kind of spiritual or existential. And so, you know, a lot of my more character driven songs, I think they're dealing with some person that's like, um, is dealing with, you know, a tough situation or like this trying point in life. So for example, like this song misstep I did on my EP, it, it, it's, it, it's written first person, but it's like imagining like, here's this public figure, probably a politician or something. And like, you know, what if you have to make this confession? Like, so say you had this big transgression, uh, you know, this big scandal, what would it mean if you told the truth, you know, because like, I feel like we get those false apologies, you know, that people are like, well, I'm sorry you felt that way or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know, but like for somebody to really own, like, um, I did this bad thing, but what about you? You know, and, and I feel like like we're like even now. I mean, that, that song was written like five or more years ago, but I mean, we're kind of living that as a society now, um, you know. But it's like okay, like where does forgiveness play into this? Where does owning up to one's own 
uh, faults come into this, like all that stuff. So, that, I mean, that's like a very existential kind of thing, you know, uh, that song. And I think there's a I think my two singles that are coming out, I think they fit into that kind of broad category. Like, what does success look like? What does desire look like? What does addiction look like? You know, those kind of things. And um, kind of getting into those characters. And then, like, you know, um, spiritual quality. I mean that very broadly, but this kind of, like, sense that there there is something more and, like, um, it's kind of like on the edge of something you're like driving you and like moving towards that. And like, um, but, but yeah, I think both those qualities kind of, kind of show up in songs. I mean, I, I guess broadly, um, stylistically, my songs are kind of folk rock Americana kind of, you know, in that kind of thing. But, um, but I, I'd, I'd say, say content wise, those are the kind of the themes um, I, I generally deal with. I'm, I'm trying to think of ones that don't fit in those categories. <laughs> they're so broad, they kind of do fit in those two, two ones. And sometimes they're both, you know. Do you feel like talking about some spirituality, and is that is that subject something that you'd like to leave out of this conversation? Yeah, yeah sure. I'm happy to see where this goes. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. Um, I guess one thing I was, I mean, do you want to talk, do you want to mention at all what, you do for a living sure yeah so like um well i'll tell you i'll tell you what i studied first like so um i went to uncg and studied religious studies and and i kind of like my my i I loved it like it was like i was kind of bumbling around in college i quit two times to play music (laughs) uh and but just kind of like i like school i'm kind of good at it but then i also uh, dropped out one time and like, I could have like done the ad drop thing and got out scot-free, but I decided not to do that. And so failed those classes. <laughs> and so I came back with this really horrible, uh, GPA, but then I got into re- religious studies and man, I, you know, just blew it out and actually brought my GPA back up hmm. to a modestly respectable 3.1 or something like that. But, um, but it was kind of fun in that direction. And it, it's really weird. Like, um, the, the course that drew me in, it was, I mean, you're talking like, this is like early two thousands or something like that. So, I mean, the first course I took in, in religious studies at UNCG was on radical Islam, you know? And I mean, of course, like the context culturally, I mean, you're, you're having like, um, after the, the world trade centers and all that. So like that was relevant. It was, it was interesting. Um, I say interesting because we had, you know, one student in the class. I mean, the only one. I mean, poor guy. Like, he he was from, I believe he was from Saudi Arabia. And, like, he has a bunch of, like, you know, American students with him. And, like, so you're, you're talking about courses that, like, this is his tradition he's dealing with. And then other people that don't understand you and are probably making judgments about you. And it's like um, he's, he's just trying to get his education and then go back to his country, you know? Um, so, but, but I really got into that class and, um, then I started taking some classes and really got into kind of like American religious history. And so when I say that, like, I mean, like, um, looking at like the big figures of, of early American religion, um, from the Puritans like Jonathan Edwards to, to people like the transcendentalists, like, uh, Emerson, Thoreau, Whitman, um, and just, you know, kind of, um, got just a broad view, which was a lot bigger view than kind of, I had even growing up just kind of as like a, you know, a Baptist in the South, you know, and just, you know, and I was, you know, first generation college student. So like it just encountered a lot of different people and voices, but I just found it super interesting. Took one class on, on native American religion and, 
um, and then took some uh, on Judaism. And so, but just really enjoyed just kind of the broad uh, thing there. Um, ended up afterwards, I had no idea what I was going to do after that, you know, you know, like, um, so ended up working with, with, with students and, um, in Winston-Salem and, and did that for a while. And then I went to Wake Forest Divinity School in, in Winston-Salem. And, um, yeah, so after, and after I did that, um, I, I ended up working at a bakery after I got a divinity degree. So I had a, a master degree and working, uh, at a bakery. Um, and then things happened where I ended up working at the, that same church in Winston-Salem again. And that kind of led one thing to another. And eventually, um, I went into ministry. And so I, I serve as a, as, as a pastor at a Baptist church. And so that's, uh, my vocation, if you will. So, uh, but yeah, kind of a, a winding road to get there, I guess, in a way. I find that interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, religion, uh, has been a subject you and I've had the, the ability to talk about sure. here at the studio yeah. as we've worked on yeah. things. And I guess, I don't know where to. I don't know where sure. to take that conversation. Uh, do we want to start a debate between uh, I don't theism think so. or atheism? No, no, I don't think so. No. I think I just mean to say that I think you're um, the impression I have of the way that you you uh, treat the subject of faith, the subject of religion. I feel like makes more sense to me than mm-hmm. than the the, sure. the way that I was raised yeah, around for it. Sure. I'm not asking you. Or I'm not inviting you to like criticize faith in any way. I guess sure. I'm just. Uh, I guess I'm just acknowledging that there has been a big shift culturally in the world that has challenged traditional religious sure. views. And you seem to be somebody who is kind of situated in a place where you're not adding to the problem. You're kind of uh, you're kind of in a more well, a space where you're you have a more moderate approach. Sure, to I, I definitely do. I, you know, I think like I've just you know, and, and I mean, I, I think to live in to live honestly in 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 you know, 21st century, 20th century, whatever is to deal with doubt. I mean, like, I mean, like whether you are religious or not religious, I mean, I think doubt is a, um, it's just a reality that I I think everybody lives with, but I will say like for me, like, I I think I'm probably more doubtful of, of human institutions than I am of God, you know? And so like, for me, that's one thing, like I may be very critical at times and I know like I'm, you know, even being part of, um, the religious institution myself, like, um, I, I can be critical of that and even critical of myself in, in that, but, but still like, there's something about it. Like, I'm just like not wired and for whatever reason to, to not believe in the beyond or, or God or whatever. Um, that's just not some, I mean, I've tried that and just, it's just not who I am, you know? So, uh, but I, I am, I do believe like in a, in a sense of curiosity. And I think most people, obviously there's certain people that are, you know, die, die hard, uh, atheists. Um, and if that's your thing, that's okay. I just, I find more interesting conversations when people who, um, can deal with uncertainty. And so I, I, I find like sometimes, so you have like, for example, just like to paint broadly, but like fundamentalist Christians are very certain 
this is exactly how everything is. And if you, if you, if you aren't on board with this certainty, then the whole thing breaks down. But then if you find like you got people like Richard Dawkins and stuff on the, on the, you know, on the, on the atheist side of things that they're kind of the same way though. It's like, you know, we can't believe in that because we have to have this certainty that there is nothing. And I just find it so much more interesting in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So I'm mean, like, and, and that's not even like to debate and I, I understand all those things. I, I'm, I'm kind of far less interested in kind of the rational arguments here, here or there. And I can talk about those, but like, I just find it more, um, I, I, I just think part of being human, I think is being drawn to something beyond. And I mean, I think that you, you brought it up yourself, like in talking about arts, um, that it's a spiritual thing. And I don't know what you mean by that when you say that, but I mean, it, it just seems like there's something, um, and this doesn't have to be supernatural, like even, even within the natural world, there just seems to be something kind of beyond what we can grasp as humans. And so I think, um, for me, I see that, you know, through, through a Christian lens, you know, but I, I understand other people. I think many people, um, are at least curious or at least, um, kind of spiritually interested, um, and are a little bit more willing to kind of live into that uncertainty. Yeah. I think part of the reason that, 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 that your, uh, the, our conversations so far on this subject have been surprising to me is because, uh, yeah, when I, when I challenged the certainty of being a fundamentalist, mm-hmm. uh, approaching Christianity from a fund- fundamentalist perspective, uh, not having the certainty was really shocking to me for sure. It was, it was like, it disrupted the whole ability mm-hmm. to yeah. look at it positively because it felt like I had been bamboozled. But uh, I, I think it's cool that you can be in the middle. And like, as an example of that, when I was coming up, it was like I had conversations all the time about secular music being unapproved of by God and how it was like, you, you shouldn't make music that mm-hmm. isn't just about being a Christian. And I've seen a lot of... Uh, songwriters I've known over the years that have have kind of made a shift where they're like, I gotta stop making secular music. I gotta orient my music mm. toward this my religion, and I like that's the only right thing there is to do. I could never ever do that. I would right. never be able to do that, even if I was a person devoutly of faith and stuff. Sure, don't think I could agree to that barrier. And I'm wondering, uh, I guess, how you've been able to stay kind of creatively liberated without that same thought about like, well, every word I put out publicly, everything I create has to be about this part of my identity. Like, have you thought about that before? Oh, of course, man. Like, so like, I, I really didn't know we were going to go this direction. This is funny. Like, um, you know, I, <laughs> I hope, and if we, no, this if, is awesome. This if is awesome. we're in uncomfortable okay. territory. No, no, this, is, no, this is awesome. Uh, so like, um, I, I won't name the place, but there's a, there's a certain place in, uh, I believe it was Statesville, North Carolina. And so like when we were bands coming through, like a lot of us, like we're like former youth group kids, you know, whatever. And, you know, but we wanted, we played in these bands. So we got in these bands, maybe in youth group or whatever, you know, I don't know where you started, if it was there or not, but you know, you yeah. kind of get around some people and, you know, like we, we're the guys that like music and, you know, you got these guys in the bands that like, they're not really sure about the whole faith thing, but they really like playing guitar and drums and stuff, but you'd want to play and get booked at this venue. And 
like I, know, I had some friends like I mean it was there, there were it's not the most edgy music but like you had to submit lyrics to the venue you know mm. and of course they did they edited their lyrics down a little bit <laughs> and and they even like and when we played there um it was down uh, well uh, the funny thing is I think the venue was called the upper room but you actually played in the basement so it didn't make a lot of sense <laughs> uh but um I remember like they made us like they made the bands like some like we had to get in a circle after sound check and do a prayer together. Uh, and, and it was like, every, everybody's looking at everybody. Okay. Who's going to be, cause each band, like say there were three bands and you know, there's old hardcore and indie shows. Like you'd have four bands on the bill, whatever. So it was like, you had to choose one guy. And so of course my band chose me, some other band chose them. And then you're just like, uh, you know, God, we just, we just, uh, you know, uh, let us rock tonight and, and be faithful, you know, have fun, safe for the kids. Interesting. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was just super weird, but like, I'm, that's the only place I've ever been like that, but they were very intentional. Like you have to kind of fit the bill. Other ones were a little murkier, you know? So it was like, okay, you can play in the church kind of side room because you know this other band. And there wasn't like a big, um, it's kind of cool in a way. I mean, I, I thought it, it was kind of like, I don't even know places that do that now. Like, I don't even know how people find out about music, but, but like, uh, I mean, obviously I do, but like, I just, it was like, a, it was a unique moment when like, churches or whatever would just be like hey come play in our gym just like high school bands just you know and they like some were very like you have to completely fit the mold and others were just like oh just come play you know what's is the worst things kids could be doing than playing rock and roll or bad rock and roll at, at in a gym mm-hmm. um but and but what was your your question though it was like about um the kind of the the, the kind of the, the the line between secular sacred kind of how you navigate that Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I think being around enough of those scenes, like I, I thought like it, it just didn't feel authentic. And, and so I admired artists, um, you know, obviously, you know, Peter the Lion, Dave Bazan kind of, he would kind of like swing it both ways. Like, he, you know, kind of, I mean, at the time, I guess he still identified as, as Christian, but would be edgy and critical. Uh, now I think he is more on the agnostic side of things, but but I always admired kind of how he was able to navigate that world. However, I mean, I, I still think he probably appealed to a more uh, Christian audience in some ways or post-Christian audience. But, um, but yeah, I, I just always found that kind of um, distinction and really stark contrast between the two to just kind of be um, uncreative. I mean, they used to have these posters in like Christian bookstores. I don't know if you know these. And it was like, if you like Nirvana then you need to listen to this band. Oh man, I want to get one yeah, of those posters. Yeah, I want one too. But it's always like a really bad version of the good thing. So yeah. it's like, if you like, you know, Journey, uh, you're going to like this other really bad, you know. Uh, but it really was, it was like, they're, they're really reaching. And it was like, um, what is the what is the kind of Christian contemporary equivalent of, you know, in sync like what would that even be like oh i don't God. even know like but like they're like trying to like name all these different like 90s reference kind of things uh and and even they would even throw back to like way that's why i mentioned journey i guess but they would even get throw back to the 70s and stuff but um interesting poster i just always found that weird because it was it was always the people like on the right side of that list and i'm like yeah i just i kind of just want to yeah i kind of like that nirvana thing <laughs> or you know i'd rather just listen to that but um so yeah, I, that, that, that kind of felt weird. And then I, I, and then you kind of learn and it, and it just, you interact. And if, if you've been to enough 
kind of concerts, you see that a lot of the the musicians are put into this mold. And like, so you need to say, you know, if you want to have a successful album, you need to mention this word five times hmm. or, you know, you, and I don't know if there's a written rule, but it's kind of understand you got to be, um, you can't just be like, write Good songs. It just can't, you know, and, um, you have to be preachy about it, you know, that kind of thing. Or you're expected to say, if you're going to play that venue, Oh, before the last song, well, um, let's just, uh, throw in a line there. Okay. Everybody let's, uh, every head bowed kind of thing, you know, right and towards the end and then you're off and it's like, is art not good enough? Like I, I and so I, I think I've always kind of just struggled with that and I've, and, and so like, I, I just consider myself a songwriter. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I'm sh- like I said earlier, I mean, like there's going to be existential and spiritual themes in my music. I don't feel like that's, I think that's humans experience that. I don't think it's like something that needs to be limited to a certain audience and market niche, uh, necessarily. Um, but yeah, that's, but yeah, I definitely think about that a lot. I mean, I think that was your question. Do I think about that often? I, I do, but I, I mean, I, for me, like I, I don't really think about that for myself. Cause like, I just, I kind of write what I see, you know? Yeah. And so, and I write how I see. And, um, yeah, there are obviously certain songs, uh, because of my faith, um, tradition or my faith, uh, experience or whatever that I'm not going to write. And there, and there, and there's certain ones that I am. And if you're looking really closely, you may notice some things, Um, but I like to put it out there. And I mean, I think, you know, I think the best of, I mean, would you consider Shakespeare like a Christian artist? Right. You know, I mean, like, of course, like he's like quoting scripture and and stuff. Like there's great artists throughout history who, um, have included, um, things from, uh, various religious traditions, but I mean, are they exclusively a Christian artist? You know, I mean, no, they're just great artists and, if you know the the I guess the stream of kind of Christian Christianity I'm in I mean it's like you know is it beautiful is it true is it good then like where does that show up like Shakespeare all that stuff right you know, it shows up everywhere there's all kinds of truth sometimes it's a hard truth you know like the you know the you know that that ambition is is not always good you know um, those kind of things that people don't last forever like the <laughs> like the, that there is like people have bad sides to them but also like just the you know love just the concept of love is just like this beautiful uh thing uh, but, but yeah so yeah thought deeply on those things yeah there's so many threads we could follow there yeah. um one being like uh, i don't know i'll just try to respond you know i'll just try to say something that kind of captures all three that because I found like three threads that I thought were worth following but long story short is just when when I was younger and when I was like in Christian school and all mm-hmm. that stuff that was the biggest beef I had was just like I cannot believe that this God that's a part of Christianity uh, I can't believe that he would be annoyed at the idea of me kind of trying trying to have a life that wasn't branded for Christianity all Mm -hmm. the time. And it's like, I don't know. It's like as a creative person, I feel like maybe as creative people, it's a little easier to see through that fourth wall thing, see that everything is a production and everything is like an experience. And that like these Christian bands that used to be, or that are big or whatever, it's not like they go on stage constantly in great moods constantly yeah, just like wanting yeah. to like 
every moment of their life. Like I want to praise goodness all the time. <laughs> they're put they're they're doing their job of putting on that experience so that people can kind of have that worshipy experience yeah. thing. But and that doesn't make it inauthentic in my view. It doesn't make it like a lie or anything. Yeah. It's just that presentation is one thing and reality is is another thing. And I and for me, when I was like looking at what that meant, what I would have to sacrifice in order to like make everything I did creatively Christian branded, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't believe that any God cares about that. I mm-hmm. think like, I mean, the whole Bible ain't about Christianity, you know, like yeah. not every verse of the Bible, not every book, like three of the fourths Bible. of it. Yeah. Is not. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. I mean, not the, to mention, you know, the, yeah, the Hebrew scriptures are like exactly. very, very big part of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even still, it's like there's so much variety in the Bible that's like used as you know the Bible's supposed to be the 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 foundation of the 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 is the scripture of the whole thing. In within that book, there's such variety of what's considered to be part of the word that God wants to get out. So I think it's it's just a little fear based and a little overly protective to put out the message like if you're a Christian you should only make songs that say that you're a Christian all throughout the song. Sure. I think if if God cared about it, I think he would want you to probably have uh, a more complete experience in life than that, you know. Yeah. Is my it was my opinion. Well, um, you know, I I I had forgot we had that kind of experience in common that you know, we went to those kind of um, like what would you call them? Like Baptist schools growing up, like uh-huh. those kind of things. And like, I did that through, I think sixth grade and my brother did only like through like second grade uh, or something like that, maybe in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a very similar to like the place that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, so it is the very, that this is certainty. I mean, there like everything was certain from like the clothes you wear to the way you cut your hair, mm-hmm. um, to, to everything. And this, this brings up like so the rumor, like when I was a kid in elementary school was that if you go to a rock concert, <laughs> like that, the principal went to the rock concert just to find out if kids were there. Right. And like, but it felt so real at the time. Like I can't, I can't imagine a world where like the, the assistant principal or whatever at a Baptist school is going to like actively seek out and even know where a good concert would be to go to, but then be there just looking for kids at the school. But we heard it was, that too. you heard that rumor too. So yeah. it must've been a real thing. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that was like a, maybe there was like some network of, of schools that did that, but, but yeah, so there is this kind of like, uh, it, it, I think if you do kind of have that creative instinct, it is this kind of fear. Like, is this going to be too out there? Like how far do you go? You know, I think, uh, so it is always kind of like, it, it's, it's tough, you know, like how you, how you deal with that though. Again, like I, like I, I was given a bass guitar in a, in a church youth group. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like there are bad things and there are good things, you know? And like, and that goes back, like, you know, my thing is not necessarily to write all like gospel songs, but there's some people that do it artistically and very good. Like, mm-hmm. um, they, I mean, some people do that from a very authentic space, but I think a lot of this stuff, like if you hear on just kind of mainstream radio, it, it, it to me, it's not soulful. It's not, it, it covers such a small sliver. It's trying to check every box and not really, uh, living into, you know, sometimes you need a minor key to describe like the human experience, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, sometimes it's not always lift me up. Sometimes it's like, man, 
uh, let's lament for a while. Yeah. You know, I, why, you know, some people want to escape. I get that. Like if you're, you're going through a tough time, you need something to lift you. Um, but sometimes you just need to like deal with the feelings you're, you're feeling and you need to feel the feelings, you know? And, and so sometimes I feel like, you know, I, and that's where I would say like, there's an, there's an industry, I guess, of religious music. And there's a difference between like, you know, there's some hymns that really capture a lot broader, mm-hmm. um, kind of human experience than whatever you hear on pop radio or whatever. You yeah. Know? So, um, so it, it's complicated. Yeah. I think I, I think a gospel music as in a totally different category sure. than like Christian. Music. Yeah. I'm kind of talking about, yeah. Like the kind of, uh, commodified, maybe yeah. you could call it commodified Christian music. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The old, old stuff, uh, there's something different to it. Like it, it's the same way. I mean, I'm not, it's not like the the religious traditions don't have a lot of interesting stuff in yeah. them. Like all of them do. Uh, but that, that new stuff, that contemporary stuff, yeah, it really, <laughs> it sounds like bad cold play. <laughs> it does, which I mean, you know, there's the, you can apply those criticisms yeah. to a lot of popular music, like sure. Popular yeah. music yeah. gets filtered a yeah. lot and For then sure. yeah, becomes this thing yeah. that's easy to package to, you know, a sort of what a, a multi, uh, a certain majority of people that I, I don't know how, which is also weird. Cause like definitely the majority of people I know have pretty high standards about the music that they're mm-hmm. into. So I don't really know why the industry works the way it does and why the, the marketing and all this stuff has worked this way for like 50 years, but it's not for me to figure out. All we're doing is trying to make some new music here that we actually enjoy. That's right. And, uh, we're, we're making, these songs w- sure. on your on your stuff, like we're gonna put them out there. What are you gonna do then? Or do you do you hope to like start playing more? Do you want to just do you hope to get it shared with as many? But what what are your aspirations? Yeah, um, I do hope to play more, um, and, and and have been really this past year. I've been been playing some more than I had, um, and obviously share it with with more people. Uh, try to find that audience. I mean, I, I and this kind of goes back to that last. Um, segment we were talking about here, the last question, you know, it's like, well, well, who is that audience? Who are those people kind of in the middle that want to find some, some kind of songs that can reach them um, on a level that maybe um, they're not finding somewhere else. And so definitely kind of in search of that kind of rebuilding in a while. Cause again, I, I stepped back from a little, little while, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to share a couple singles. I'm going to share an album. So I hope to build up to that a little bit so I can release that and it be received well. Um, and then after that, you know, I don't know, just keep creating. Like I have, um, I'm also separately right now writing material for another follow-up to the one we're working on. So, but that'll be a little bit down the road mm. and it might even deal with some of the themes we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's kind of, kind of funny. I, I do have a song that relates to that. So that's good, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've written some, some spiritual music yeah. myself. Yeah. The there you go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, have a little bonfire and uh, sing some spiritual songs. We definitely should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, man, I think, I think we're going to be, we're going to get more opportunities to do more of this as your, as your thing, uh, as your, as your project comes along, we're going to probably work in, we're going to do some footage of you here in the house. Some of our recording sessions, probably get some performance. So maybe we can, uh, pick this conversation up here in about a couple weeks or months or something that'd be great thank you tyler well thanks for coming over man appreciate it